You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Jusen, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones, it's time to get comfy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, this is another edition of the Slumber Party podcast, and I'm super excited today because we're talking with the rebel mamas themselves. And I have <laughs> been a huge, I remember actually, I'm going to like just cut to the chase. The moment I actually found you guys and your blog and your um, Facebook group was when you wrote. Uh, your sleep training blog. It has the best title and now I'm forgetting it. What is it? The blog post? Oh God. It was like sleep training, minding your own business or something. Yeah. It was like sleep training the shit out of your kid if you want or something. And I was like, oh, this speaks (laughs) to me. I need to read this. Um, And I think the week before I had just read a total BS. Um, I think it was like in the New York Times, like just a, a long form piece about someone, how they went over to their friend's house and the friend was sleep training her child and there were screams upstairs while she sipped her wine. Like it was such. I remember that article. Shit. A man wrote it. A man wrote, a man wrote it. Really? I remember it like very clearly. Yeah, I know. It exactly is in what my bones. About. Maybe like yeah. my brain protected me from the information that a man wrote it because it just would have been too much then. Um, but it drove, and then you guys wrote that article, I think a couple of weeks later, or I had stumbled on it. And I was like, no, these are the articles that we need to be reading. We don't need to be reading this bullshit. So, Alex Jassim, Nikita Stanley, tell us about what the Rebel Mama is, how it came to be, and all that good stuff. Do you want to go, babe, or you want me to go? <laughs> you can go. I did the last one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Rebel Mama, it started as just a little blog. But it just grew to a home for a little band of outsiders and mommy group dropouts who, (laughs) as you said, just like have no time for the drama or the bullshit. They want the straight goods. They want support. They want to, you know, be in a space where they can be themselves and support one another and just get through the bullshit because it's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we felt the same way too when we kind of like landed on the scene. Everything was like this is how you, you know, mother your child. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Nothing was really speaking honestly to the experience. And I I really have always identified with mommy group dropout um, as part of your tagline, (laughs) because I, uh, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I really wanted a natural birth. And for the only reason is that I am very afraid of needles. The end. That's the end of that. Like people would be like, you don't have to be a warrior. I'm like, uh, try me. I'm just a giant loser who's afraid of getting a needle in her back. Um, so I went to, uh, I went to like a natural birthing class in Toronto 
and it was actually wonderful. And afterwards, the the woman who ran it was like, I'm going to have a, a mommy group out of all these people who are in this class. I was like, great. So I showed up and I remember just being like, so like full of myself because it's like, look at me. <laughs> I My baby is lying down in front of me. She doesn't have to be on my body. She's totally happy. I am killing it as we're going through the mommy group i realized like three out of you know eight of us were like i'm really struggling with the idea of like i am not shitting on attachment parenting disclaimer but she was like i'm really struggling with the idea that my baby has to be on me all the time like what if i want to shower and then i realized i'm like oh shower I, yeah. <laughs> but also i was like praising myself for having my baby off me and meanwhile everyone in the group's goal was to have the baby on them and i must have looked like right. such an asshole to be like check this out fuck this baby but that's not what i was thinking it's just what was working for us and so every time you were yeah. mommy group dropout i'm like that was me i was like i can't go back <laughs> yeah no we and that was for like that applies to IRL and virtual mm -hmm. mommy groups because we were really terrified by the virtual ones. Um, when we got pregnant, a few of our well-meaning friends invited us into a couple local mommy groups and oh my God, just so seeing what was happening in there made us so afraid to become moms because we were like, is this going to happen to us? Are we going to become mean and fight with each other on the internet? No, they're so judgy. That's the thing. And, and we were like, wait, aren't we going through this together? Like we're all moms. We're all trying to like love our kids and do the best by them. Like, why are we, why are people arguing? And and coming down on each other. So we kind of exited those groups very quickly. <laughs> and I've always struggled with the question. Um, oh, it's funny. There is like a big giant mommy group in Toronto that I was a part of. And um, someone had invited me and I was like, oh my God, like what? I and know, then I invited crazy. my friend Anne and she's like, did you do this to hurt me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I yeah. needed you to see this dumpster fire. Um, yeah, and this is actually something that I've, I mean, in my work as a sleep consultant is I've never understood this like line in the sand. We do it all this mm -hmm. way or we do it all that way about anything. And this is what I have always found so refreshing about uh, the Rebel Mama philosophy. But also, um, you guys have a really active Facebook group. This has kind of sort of taken a life of its own. Do you guys want to speak to this group at all? Because it was honestly oh my, my sanity giver when I, after I had my second, there was nothing on it like it on the internet. And I was like, I need to be a part of this. Well, it started. Private, so yeah. not everybody knows about the group. Oh, sorry, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> no, no, they can it's... help, but they might not be able to. Well, join. I was gonna say it is kind of invite only, <laughs> and I think it is. <laughs> yes, for good reason because if you open it up, that's when it becomes like kind of trashy, and then you don't know who's in there. Then people start selling stuff, and then it becomes a whole disaster. So we're very strict with our moderation of the group and who's coming in and what they're talking about and we make sure it's all kosher um but it started off as us inviting our like only mom friends that we knew which wasn't very many and it started with like 50 people because we needed a space to ask 
questions safely that we would have 100% been torn down for in another group. Um, so, and it built from that people asked, you know, to invite their friends and their mom friends, and it became a very safe place. And I think the people that are in there understand what it's about. And I, yeah, the whole idea is that you just don't invite somebody that you think is going to ruin the fun for everybody. Like, yes, that's the, it's not that hard. Like invite the ones that hate the other mommy groups, not the ones that are going to try to turn this one into one of the typical mommy groups. And everybody can have a good time and ask what they need to ask and commiserate when they need to commiserate and all those. I mean, we but. we feel no ways about kicking people out and blocking them either. Like, <laughs> we're not obligated to have everyone in there. We're not for everyone. So if it's not for you, you can go. We're not offended. So we kind of, that's how we keep it clean. Yeah. And I've always admired uh, that moderation because I know that takes work. And so it's work, man. it is. <laughs> and people would slip in. Like I just, yeah. you know, someone would write something about something and then someone would just be like, da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, how long before that gets played? And then everybody's eating popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> that's judgy as shit. That's not going to last here. So yeah. um, amazing. So then I am uh, a second time mom. I'm going through the worst postpartum experience ever and I'm in your group oh, and then uh, halfway through you're like, guess what? We wrote a book. I have the original copy. I have. Oh yeah. Written... The one you couldn't read the title to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool. You couldn't read the title. But you guys so published this though. Yeah, and it's yeah. like such a, an amazing story. So tell us about the book a little bit. I mean, it's had two, um, big releases. <laughs> Clearly I'm so behind on the times, but uh, tell me about everything in this book. You need a new book. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you and the updated gal. Yes. She's a she. Her. Oh, she, and she's decked in pink. And is she, she kind is. of shimmery? She's metallic. She's metallic. We'll get you. I'm all for this. I'm all for this. Yes. Um, this is all of, this is a book that's written like you're sitting with your best friends and they're so I've said this to my husband all the time before I was a, a sleep consultant I thought I was a friend that people would call and confess all of their bad parenting things to. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like um mm -hmm. so I had a friend who was like uh I I just so you know, um, my kid was driving me crazy today and I gave him Tylenol um, three times. And I was like, that's okay. That's okay. And I feel like <laughs> that's, okay. that's what this book is. It's like all of the thoughts that you're having and you're like, yeah, you're correct. You have, those are the thoughts. Those are the right thoughts. And um, we're going to talk to you really normally about being a parent and not idealistically, um, which is... I mean, yeah. we hated what, what the offering was in terms of parenting books and baby books because they felt like a little bit like, I don't know, encyclopedia tutorials mm -hmm. of like how to do baby, which is impossible because mm -hmm. everybody's experience is so different. But there are things we go through together where we need support. And it is written like a girlfriend's guide. So it feels like a real conversation you can have with someone you trust, right? Instead yeah. of you know, do A, B, and C, and you're going to have a perfect kid, which is impossible. It's it does false. not exist. Like, I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't. And I feel like, 
like in terms of the, the, so there's a whole chapter on sleep training that I'll often refer people to because a lot of my work is, yes, I help people sleep and I'll give them, you know, here's a base of what works for most people. But a huge part of doing this work is having a sane mind about it. And that means that you can't go in being like, huh, oh my god okay i'm gonna sleep train and i have to do it because i have to yeah. and and my baby has to sleep there they're not napping they're not napping and it's like we have yeah. to acknowledge that that is part of the process and your baby mm -hmm. feels all of that so it's like this bubble of like yucky energy pressure that we all have too. and the pressure yeah. the baby experiences a pressure the parent feels it and then it's like explosive and then so one of my favorite part is like don't let sleep training make you crazy. It's like, I don't think I've ever read that in a book before. And it does make people crazy. And so yeah. I have to be like, half like, look, you know, people will also go on the internet and they'll be like, how long should my baby sleep? And they'll be like 12 hours at night, four hours during the day. Oh God, it's and, and it's insane. That doesn't exist in real life. So then I have these parents who are like, I just want to let you know that my baby's only sleeping 11 hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> 12. And I'm like, whoa, like, let's just take that. Like, are you sleeping through the night? Is your baby sleeping through the night? Are you getting two decent naps? You're great. Let's just. Yeah. Where'd you go? Are you there? I think so. Yeah, where'd you go? Oh, the oh, your video has been disabled. Oh. oh, babe, your internet connection. We can hear you though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I think we wrote, I think I might have written that chapter. So basically, the book was written over the span of like three years because it's kind of a compilation of blog posts. We have like 500 blog posts on the rebelmama.com. And when we were writing the book, we basically used the blog posts as a skeleton to decide what we were going to write about and where those places, like where that was going to go. But we pulled from existing material that we literally wrote as we went through it. So like, don't let sleep training make you crazy is probably something we wrote because we were doing it. <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, I'm going we wrote crazy. Because <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, like, you don't, you forget these things. Exactly. So I think that's why, you know, I think that's why you appreciate the tone of the book is because we literally wrote it as we went through it. Most parenting books are written in hindsight, which is why they're like, you know, they have the rose colored tint. Yeah, they forget what, the, it and what like, it feels oh, like. Why every moment we were like, fuck, my fucking kid's not sleeping. Like <sighs> as we went, which is why the book feels like you're talking to a girlfriend who you texted at three in the morning, like, yeah. you're up because I'm up. And that's the response that you're getting, right? And it's everything. It, I mean, we cover, you know, solids and sleep training yeah. and when you get home from the hospital and how to yeah. ask for support from your you know, your partner or how to get fucking five minutes to yourself when nobody seems to realize that you need a goddamn break. Like, how do you navigate that side of it? Well, like, and to Amanda's point too, is like when you're a first time mom and you're trying to do everything right, like your baby kind of becomes your project. I see this too with a couple yep. of friends that just recently had babies too. They just want to do everything right. So they're like Googling the questions. They're getting these random very like technical answers and they're trying to apply it so hard that they're like stressing themselves out yeah. they feel so much of that pressure right everybody's yeah. like you're arguing with your husband you don't know if you're doing it right you think you're failing you're probably crying Always. you like feel like yep. a terrible person and it's like you don't need all that you know if, if moms if first time moms if we can get across in our book like 
it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Like they're freaking yeah. out about the smallest things. You know, all these kids end up sleeping. They end up staying up late. They end up eating and shitting pizza. Like it's fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. But like that first like six months feels like it, it's so yeah. intense and it's such a crazy transformation for everybody. Like you've never been a mom before. You've Your body has never done all these things. You're still recovering. Your hormones are going crazy. Like it's too much. Well, yeah. and the number one question I get on my Instagram is like, is this normal? And I, I have to just be like, whoever said that ugh, a baby waking up in the middle of the night is not normal. And it's like we either have this expectation that um, it's really everyone should be co-sleeping with their baby and breastfeeding them all night, that extreme, um, or it's that your baby needs to be sleeping all the time. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy crap, there's got to be something in the middle that's not so yeah. intense. And I feel like there are these um, like huge lofty goals that these poor moms are always trying to get to in mm -hmm. any way. And it's always like we've stopped telling women to just do whatever the fuck you want to mm -hmm. make this go better for you. So if we like, haven't stopped telling yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe like yeah, we really, as a society, yes. but like not we. Really yeah, normal. but the shit show is normal and yes. everybody's gone through it. So like before the internet, when you were like, just you're trying to make your baby sleep. If, if the, your baby slept, it slept. If it didn't, it slept later. Like you didn't really yeah. have all these crazy lofty goals. But yeah. the internet, like you've seen the articles, they make it seem like a like a project oh. that you can micromanage it's impossible and like the and we tried <laughs> yeah we tried because we're virgos we're like yeah. we're gonna make our babies nap every day every hour and like whatever but that's how <laughs> so we know we need parenting books because we have in fact read them all and we were like this one's bullshit Ugh. this one's yeah. bullshit <laughs> like we need we can do this better there's a just kind of a obnoxious thing to assume about your own talents but you know <laughs> But I think, you know, you know, like I read a book, I won't give the title, but it was basically like this sleep training is so bad and so horrible and so bad. And it was so judgy too. It wasn't even like, here's what the science says. It was like you, and it's just so selfish. Like these, this, the book was so fucking judgy. And then at the end, they were like, okay, if all of these solutions don't work, here's a, here's a plan with crying just this and I right threw it and I was like yeah. this is not okay it's like it makes yeah. me bananas okay no you can't talk to people like that's crazy no and yes exactly and this is why everything you guys do is amazing there was a thought I had and now it's gone it was about um I'll, it'll come back to me but so in the meantime uh like very uh, like all of us, I should say, you guys wrote a book on quarantine now some, or during quarantine. Now, some of us ate 800 bags of chips and cried and laid on their floor and others wrote a book. And so <laughs> also cried on the floor. Yeah, we did all of those. Smoked <laughs> a ton of weed. <laughs> we had our own ways of getting through that time. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Um Okay, so tell me all about this because I, um, I'm very excited about this book, and I want I want us all to be anticipating it. Yeah, well, it drops on December fifteenth. It's available for pre order now Ooh. on Amazon and Indigo and all the everywhere 
like anywhere big box that sells books. The little bookstores will pick it up closer to when it comes out. Um, but it's called Get Your Shit Together. And it's the Rebel Mama's Handbook for Financially Empowered Moms. So when HarperCollins, as you said, we self-published our first book, the little vintage one that you have there with the teeny tiny title. Um, so they, HarperCollins ended up getting wind of that book and picking it up for their roster. And when we signed for it, they gave us the opportunity to write a follow-up, which was amazing and like such a huge compliment as writers and creators. Yeah. But we kind of were able to decide, you know, what can we write about that will actually make the biggest impact in people's lives? We knew we could make an impact on new mom's lives by writing the first one, um, just for, you know, comfort and support and camaraderie and all those wonderful things. And we just thought, you know, what can we put out in the world that's going to make an equally important impact on people's lives without just being like a follow-up book that's mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. the same. Useless. <laughs> and um, so we thought that financial empowerment was kind of an obvious next step what we realized is that we'd been you know fist in the air saying fuck the patriarchy for six years and we've been very focused on empowering women to you know find their voice use their voice advocate for themselves ask for what they need do so apologetic unapologetically um but yeah, at the You're end of missing the day, that piece money is the international language of power yep. and mm -hmm. you can't be fully like holistically fully empowered without that piece so how can we speak to that piece and deliver it in a way that is you know in our typical conversational girlfriend's guide style so we did it specifically for moms it talks about everything from just like the planning stage of what you need to sign up for online and you know basic things like wills and life insurance and all that like super unglamorous shit. And then it goes into like, how are you going to earn money now mm -hmm. that you're a mom? Yeah. What does that look like? And what does childcare costs look like? And you know, there's it's also whole... like, it's, it's written in a language that's not like a typical financial book yeah. language where you're like falling asleep at the table. Like it's very much, it's, like true to our style of easily digestible it's fast it's all the information you need is given to you in a way like a girlfriend would just tell you okay. we've done all the shitty research and read all the boring books for for this reason and put yeah. it all together in a neat little package the visuals are great it's funny so it's and it's a great follow-up you know like when we signed to write it we didn't know COVID was coming because that was at the end of 2019 and it kind of was the perfect time to yeah. not only write it because we were we, we went through the pandemic we now fully understand the importance of emergency savings um, yeah. <laughs> because we needed it ourselves um, and even like having our business go through covid and stuff like that like we've learned a lot in this in this year um and we jam-packed that into the book as well um and it couldn't have come out at a better time and i also feel like the moms now like when we became moms six years ago, we weren't looking at finance the same way moms are looking at it now. They're taking more control already. Yeah. They're, they want to do all the things and they're researching all of that now. So it's kind of great. It's, it's moving in the right direction. 
Oh, and I'm, I couldn't, I feel, I mean, for me, it's a perfect transition as a follower, reader, fan. I mean, I started my business essentially, by the way, in your group, because I would be like, hi, can I share this? And be like, oh, we, yes. you're like an OG. I, I, but yeah, it, we you know, remember. You went diaper ease, like, wasn't yeah, that? Yeah, like, I remember her from the very beginning. Diaper ease, <laughs> and you were like, you were there for something. I feel like you were a brand new mom. Did you like have a little tiny baby? With you? I didn't have a so I had had my second, <laughs> and I was um, there was a mom there with a little baby though, and then I okay. started my business when she was just like one. But I had been okay. in your group from the time she was like I think five or six months old, and right. you walked into diapers, and I was like, I'm having. <laughs> A moment. I couldn't believe it. I was losing my mind. I was like, it's all coming together. It's a sign. This is meant to be. Oh my God. Um, but I had started this like little, little thing on the side. It was supposed to always be on the side. It was a teacher. Um, and then my business blew up. And then I had like, oh, I was making money that was my own, that I, I was in charge of managing, that I had to mm -hmm. be the person to be like, okay, you have to take off your taxes and you pay the government. Um, your employer doesn't do that. And then, you know, then I made more money than I ever had. And then I was like, well, now what do I do? And now it's like my goal is to make more money than my husband. So I am yeah. like, mm -hmm. I want, I'm very interested in this book. And my husband would be like, nothing would make me happier, Amanda. That's what he says every time. Um, yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like just starting out in this group and where your your followers and where your readers are probably now are are making these decisions. And I find like mm -hmm. so many moms have a baby and they really start to reevaluate work. Like it really mm -hmm. is like, is this what I want to be doing with kids? Well, you're trying to be flexible too. And you're trying to think, you know, well, you kind of have a choice in the corporate world. It's like, do I go back? And you put in this time and you're kind of sacrificing your family life and you're also your childcare costs associated with that. Mm -hmm. Or are you going to freelance? Are you going to work part-time? Like there's a lot of options you can look at. And a lot of people pivot once yep. they become moms because yeah. their perspective changes and their priorities change. And you know, so we spend a lot of time in the new book breaking down what those options look like yes. yeah. for different ways to re-enter the workforce and the pros and cons of each. Yeah, because it's such an overwhelming time when you're having a baby that it's really hard to see the forest for the trees. You know, like you, mm -hmm. it's almost impossible to see through to like, well, if I, you know, it's hard to get that perspective of I'm investing in my career by paying for childcare. Yeah to make sure that I can stay in this game. Like it's hard to see well, that five years as like anything other than like, it's also the time I'm gonna spend with my kid. I mm -hmm. and I feel like it comes down to, I mean, th these are all the conversations I'm having right now with my mom friends, just about um our value and that so you know, when I started my business, I, for the last three months, so I had started it while I was on mat leave, the last three months before I was about to go back to work, I hired a, a nanny to help me so I could make a website and get things rolling so I could go to work and things could just happen. Now, I find mm -hmm. that a lot of 
moms feel guilty about being like, well, yeah. why would I invest in something that doesn't even exist yet? What about if I, you know, invest all this time and I have the babysitter and nothing ever happens and then you just never do it and nothing ever happens. But we also just don't value our time. Like, or I'll see moms mm -hmm. be like, yeah, um, I'm just, I'm not going to get childcare. I will do all the things and do this. And meanwhile, they're going crazy. They do it at night. Yeah. You need time. You need to value that. Yeah. And, and just to your point earlier, you know, I think one of the biggest people always say like, nobody ever told me, I think the new, nobody ever told me is going back to work and what a fucking nightmare it is to organize, go back to your job because that'll be one thing. Then you have to do pick up and drop off. Then you also have mm -hmm. to arrange for 875,000 sick days. And this is like, I think a, a piece that no mom is prepared for. And this is why you're going to also see a lot of women step out of the traditional workforce because that traditional workforce does not support that parent anymore and that sort of life that we're living. So I feel like you're going to find yeah. more and more moms running their own business, doing a side hustle that becomes a real thing and really needing this financial advice because it's just not there for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, this pandemic is really highlighted the say system <laughs> and it's yeah. highlighted, you know, upon whose shoulders the caregiving responsibility falls on and the expectation that that caregiving will be free. Mm. Um, and just the fact that that is what keeps society going. It's the reliance mm -hmm. on the unpaid work of women that actually keeps our society, our capitalist society moving as it does so there i mean there's pros and cons to what's happened i think that flexible work will become more of the norm yeah going forward um hopefully employers have taken this time to reflect upon how difficult it is for working parents to just you know exist in this well they finally had a little bit of experience with it yeah too, right yeah. and yeah. even when we were writing this book too i mean we were trying to do everything at the beginning of quarantine um, and our partners were very busy, like trying to, you know, deal with their business side and all the caregiving fell on us, but we kind of had to put our foot down at one point too. And like you said, value our time. Mm -hmm. So like, if we're going to write this book, same way when we did, when we got childcare for, to write the first one is we're going to have to treat it like a full-time job, just like a man would. And yeah. so, you know, I'm going to work, I got to work on my stuff for four hours. Sorry. Yeah. Like, and, and they kind of felt I think they understood from this the weight of what we were doing because it's not just hanging out with your kid. It's cleaning at the same time. It's like preparing the next thing that they're going to do and the meals and the this and the that, you know, you don't you don't understand until you go through it. So it that's been the positive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know. And I I I mean I have never felt more appreciative of uh childcare workers, caregivers, nannies. You know, these people are busting their ass and you better be paying them appropriately. <laughs> well, even homeschooling. Oh my God. We tried yeah. homeschooling in March and it was like a fucking disaster. I'm like, I can't do this. We can't be homeschooling properly and following curriculum plus our jobs. Plus you're doing the housework and fucking everything else. It's, it was too much, but it was yeah, definitely highlighted the issues. Every time. It was almost therapeutic to write the book, though, honestly, because you just felt mm -hmm. like you were doing something that was going to make some kind of a difference, even if yeah. it makes a difference for one woman who, like, 
you know, really needed the, those things laid out in front of her to make the decision of what she was going to do for work and to prioritize, you know, herself making money and to mm. understand the opportunities that comes with that and with having your own money. Like if one person can benefit from that, then our, you know, quarantine sacrifices <laughs> will be worth it. Your five extra wrinkles, three extra gray God. hairs, worth it. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. A lot of extra gray hairs. That was literally the, the only thing that didn't change was our deadline. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Everything else changed, but the Harper Collins was like, "No, me. Yeah, yeah. it's still happening." <laughs> of I'm like, course. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, guys, I could talk to you for four hundred hours, but I like to keep the podcast to crap nap time, and it's getting to. 31 minutes. That's not a bad nap for some babies. So um, where can people find more about you and fangirl or boy? We actually do have a male following. (laughs) I believe it. Oh, I think they're lesbian moms, actually. Yeah. Of course they do. Of course they do. It's so friggin' perfect. (laughs) You can find a lot about us and keep up with us at therebelmama.com. There's a new tab on the site that you can find out more about our books. Um, if you search our names of the Rebel Mama in Amazon or Indigo, our books will come up. You can buy the Rebel Mama's Handbook for Cool Moms right now, and you can pre-order Get Your Shit Together, the Rebel Mama's Handbook for Financially Empowered Moms, also anywhere. I'm, and you can find just us- follow us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. at the Rebel Mama. <laughs> Their Instagram is really entertaining. And I, you guys got me riled up during the pandemic with all the, like, smash the patriarchy, and I'd just be like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah man. That's yeah. what we're here for. I mean, the other thing is we just didn't want to, we never really came at this like trying to be influencers in the typical way. And we really wanted to change the motherhood experience and the womanhood experience for people. And that's what we're trying to do. So it's never cool. really just going to be empty information. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. I'm so thank, thank you. you. Thank Thanks, babe. Thank you. We will talk soon because I'll just message you something on Instagram. Yeah, let's <laughs> <go>. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>